Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This episode is first airing in mid-January of 2024. We're going to be talking about kids stuff that lasts or that has become favorites in our families over the years. Because we found, you know, when you go into parenthood, you wind up buying a lot of stuff or getting a lot of stuff sometimes from people. And it's hard to know what's going to be a winner and what isn't. I bought one particular pricey stroller. That was the hit thing of 2007, I guess. And it didn't wind up lasting as long as a cheap $20 umbrella stroller that I just picked up at Baby's R Us one day. On the other hand, you know, it's great when you have stuff that lasts, but some stuff just isn't going to last and you kind of have to make your peace with it. I mean, you're probably not going to wind up with heirloom sweatpants. So that's a pretty high bar to set for yourself. But now that both of us have seen multiple kids go through early childhood, We wanted to share some thoughts on what might be worthwhile in some of our favorite items. I mean, because Sarah, you're seeing a lot of stuff get used again as with your youngest versus your oldest, right? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely stuff that didn't make it. And then there are a number of things that did. Some even in 
almost like new condition, despite the fact that, you know, there may be seven, eight years between when they were first bought and now they're still being used. So it's been really interesting. And I, some of it's not been what I necessarily would have predicted, but it's always nice to see something in the hands of a younger kid that we, was used for many years by consecutive children. Yeah. No, it's always funny to me I mean, because there are certain books and toys that you get and then kids don't use them and <laughs> they just sit there and I, you know, maybe eventually they get thrown out or give it away or something. Um, but then there, there are things that do get revisited again and again. We want to go through a few different categories. We'll start with books and magazines and media. I guess we'll start books first and then we can trade off with um, other media and such. But some of our favorite, I think we, we have a subscription to Baby Bug magazine which is a little magazine from Cricket, which Cricket is already a magazine for children, but Baby Bug is actually for babies, like toddler-type children. And we got a subscription in early 2014, so Ruth would have been two at the time, and she loved it. Alex was into it okay. He was somewhat a little bit more mixed, but Henry now loves it. So he still has a subscription. I guess we've been getting this thing for 10 years. They've repeated some of the stories. I will I will tell you that. But uh, he's kept reading it, so I'll show, do a shout out for that. A couple of my boys have actually liked... It used to be called Boy's Life. It's now called Scout Life because uh, Boy Scouts became Scouts. But it's the magazine of the Boy Scouts. And you might think it would be like a little bit I don't know, cheesy because it's only about scouting or something, but it's not. They actually seem to get little boys in a good way. Like there's lots of jokes and things like that in it. So we've enjoyed that as well. Do a quick shout out for a few books. There's a few that are seasonal that we've really liked. Christmas Farm about Christmas, Sugarbush Spring about maple syrup making in New Hampshire and Vermont. Night of the Moon Jellies, which is a summer book, and then Fletcher and the Falling Leaves for Autumn. We have also found that kids really like books that have a bit of an edge. So a lot of children's books are kind of syrupy sweet or trying to teach a moral or something like that. And we don't really like that as adults so much, and it's boring for kids as well. So a couple that we've enjoyed, The Gruffalo which is about a little mouse that conquers big animals by being scary. There's a really funny book that was originally in French called I Really Want to Eat a Child that is told from the perspective of a misbehaving crocodile. <laughs> and so it's about a little crocodile throwing a fit. So um, if you have children who grow throw fits, you might like that. The Dark by Lemony Snicket. Obviously, Lemony Snicket has books for older children as well, but that's a picture book about Laszlo, who is afraid of the dark and then goes to visit the dark when the dark comes to visit him. And John Classen's various books on hats, which is about animals possibly eating each other when they have stolen each other's hats. <laughs> so kids don't like to, you know, have things be too sweet. So we'll go with those. How about you, Sarah? Yeah. So probably one thing that has surprised me is that sometimes books that don't necessarily seem like they're targeting really young kids have been a hit with like three-year-olds. So I will share one such series that has tended to appeal throughout my kids' ages, which is called Dory Phantasmagory by an author named Abby Hanlon. And they actually just released a new one that I bought immediately. And 
as I was reading it to Genevieve, the other two kids are like suddenly appear in her room because they want to hear it too, because it's just like so appealing. And also I think fits in that category of like not sickeningly sweet. Dory's a little offbeat. She's got some very wild imagination and it is a graphic novel that's illustrated in really cute ways. So that's one that we love. Mo Willems, I mean, probably if you have kids, you already know who he is. But I will say his books do tend to be read over and over and over again in our house. The Nuffle Bunny series makes me cry every couple readings. So, but really, those books just really do seem to stand the test of time. Both of my girls have been really into two series books, the Pinkalicious books and Fancy Nancy. And then the Russell Hoban Francis books, like Bread and Jam for Francis, Bedtime for Francis. I love them. Like, I love them, love them. They have little songs. I've made up melodies to all of them. And they're aimed towards kids. But like, there's just like little Easter egg. Like, it's like almost like watching The Simpsons or something. There's like a whole layer of it that like, there's the kid layer. And then there's like the adult layer. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I I absolutely love those. And I have those. I have a couple of them separate. And then I also have like a one you can buy it as an edition that has multiple stories in one. And that is like one of our most requested books. We've done the illustrated Harry Potter reading together on various occasions. And that's been a a hit at times as well. But yeah, those are the books we pick up again and again and again. And I'll just say, oh, yeah, graphic novels. In addition to Abby, Raina Telgemeier is kind of like, you know, a very popular graphic novel writer. She did a lot of the Babysitter's Club books and then also did a lot of standalones like Guts and I forget, there's a bunch of them, but my kids have all loved them, all three of them at different ages. Yeah, I'll do a shout out for the Bad Kitty series of graphic novels. That's another one that it's um, not syrupy sweet. It's uh, about a misbehaving kitty, as you might imagine, and the various adventures they go on. We particularly enjoyed the one where they won a uh, visit to an amusement park, and it was really a horrible amusement park. The whole Diary of a Wimpy Kid series has actually been read by multiple of my children. Same. They collected <laughs> the whole series and have not fought reading that at all. I mean, shout out to graphic novels because particularly kids who want complex stories but may not be quite ready for an entire sea of words on a page. It's just a great thing. And so, you know, we've tolerated all sorts of diaper baby and whatever, <laughs> Captain Underpants. But kids, kids like them. I mean... I will do a shout out, though, for Magic Treehouse series as a first chapter book series. The first few are kind of short and not that exciting, but they get she did ones that were then aimed for slightly more advanced readers, a series of them. They had a different title, but now they've all been folded into the same. So if you sort of start in the middle, you will get the longer ones that are just more exciting, like the more stuff happens and you learn more in them. So shout out for those. And then also that the Guinness Book of World Records will get read by multiple kids, poured through, you know, then they'll compare, like if you buy them every year, you can look back at what was the record in 2015 of this and if it changed by 2024. So that's been exciting. Sarah, what television shows would you say, have stood the test of time for your kids? Yeah. So I would say Bluey gets the gold medal for this in the one that I don't find terribly grating. And a lot of kids watched it for like maybe longer than you might have expected that they would watch it. The music is really good. The accents are really good. Again, there's kind of like a layer of adult humor buried in there. So that definitely gets a shout out. Sunderman's 
on the Disney Channel, I believe, and maybe also available on like Netflix or Amazon Prime or one of the other streaming services is also one of the things that like my kids have watched every episode multiple times and they will all watch it together, which is always amazing. And I have to say just Disney Plus in general has been so nice to have. I mean, access to every single one of those movies. There's a number of shows on there. Like usually they can find something that appeals to most of them. And it's just a nice, it's a nice repository to have available. So I'm glad that that, you know, I don't think that existed when Annabelle was a little kid, but it's been nice to add that to our toolbox as they have gotten older. Yeah. I also have to, oh, go ahead. No, keep going, keep going. I was just going to mention that I have been impressed. I guess this does not apply to like young, young kids. And in a way, that was what our initial angle of what this episode was going to be. But I just want to say that the classic like 1990s early aughts movies have been more of a hit with my kids than I expected. I'm talking about Mean Girls, Clueless, Bring It On, Legally Blonde. There are absolutely dated, like inappropriate jokes in some of them. But in some ways, that's actually not the worst thing because you can actually pause it and then talk about why that joke is no longer okay. (laughs) Or the kid may point it out to you that that joke is no longer okay. And so, you know, in a way that can just be fodder for conversation. but. At the same time, the material in them. I mean, there's a reason that we watch them so many times and we want to watch them again as adults. And some were made into movies and musicals and all the, you know, the, the musicals of all, all of those. Yeah, I would say I'm just going to mention the backyard again, because it's one that people may not have seen, especially if you have really young kids, because it was kind of like in 2000, like 1999 to 2004 or something was the peak years of when the backyard were created. And so it's kind of funny if you are watching the clips on YouTube, some of them, it's very clear that it was made before a lot of the uh, high def television became so common. But the production numbers are really good. Like if you watch the characters dancing, they're actually doing like actual dance steps. There's just they thought through all sorts of things with these and the storylines are a little bit more interesting than a lot of cartoon. And they're not, again, trying to teach the syrupy sweet morals. It's like the backyard against these kids are having adventures, you know, discovering things and playing with their friends. And so I will do a real shout out for those. And then, you know, if your kids like it, there are a whole tie in series of backyard again books that tell similar tales. And so we have wound up reading through those with Henry, even though I know they were passed down from my older brother who had bought them for his children who were children in 2000 when they were watching uh, the backyard again so those have have stood the test of time so another show for older children you might want to check out is avatar the last airbender it's sort of a fantasy series about this civilization where they did airbending and waterbending and earthbending and you know, the various elements but it has held their attention for a long time there's many shows in the series so you can watch it there are some tie-in books people will go out in the backyard and start firebending i mean it's just the kind of thing where people it really captures their imagination and there are a few that are a little bit more sort of violent than others so again it's it's kids definitely eight plus and maybe other people have stricter stricter standards than i do and might say it was more like 10 or 11 plus but I thought it was something that they watched enough that I would do a shout out for it. Cool. Well, let's take a quick ad break and then we'll be back with more of our recommendations of kid things that have stood the test of time. 
Today's episode is sponsored in part by Thrive Cosmetics. I am a speed demon when it comes to my makeup routine. I have approximately five minutes, or maybe three, between showering and starting my routine of getting the kids out the door for school. And so I'm always looking for products to keep things super streamlined and easy for my everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics for years has been part of that. I've discussed the Brilliant Eye Brightener before, which is a serious workhorse for making me look more awake. But lately, I'm also super into their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It's a tubing mascara that lengthens lashes and is super easy to remove as well, which is key because my makeup removal routine is just as streamlined. You can feel great about shopping at Thrive because for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. So refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash bestof. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best of, B-E-S-T-O-F, for 10% off your first order. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth, that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. All right. Well, we are back talking about our favorite kid things that have stood the test of time that my five children now have watched or played with. Sarah's got three kids spanning the age from about 12 down to six. So she's seen a lot of things go through different iterations as well. And so, Sarah, maybe you could talk a little bit about the toys that all three of your kids, or at least some of your kids, multiple of your kids, have played with and enjoyed. So you will notice when we we exchanged notes back and forth, I didn't put a lot there because you had mentioned so many of the toys. So I don't want to steal a lot of your thunder, but I'll share a couple of them that have just absolutely, I think we just have a lot of common favorites, which must mean they're really good toys. Like They are really good. So magnetiles, I mean, we had those. I mean, I feel like we... We're just sort of starting to phase out of them. But Genevieve will still get them out sometimes and build something. And it's a super fun thing to play with with younger cousins and stuff like that, too. But magnetiles are these little magnetized clear pieces. And they are not the cheapest. But if you buy a set and then you use it for 
10 or so years, then you've probably gotten a good amount of value out of that set. And it is one of those things where the more you have, the more fun they can have with it because you can make bigger and more elaborate structures. So definitely stood the test of time for us. You mentioned a wooden play kitchen. Agree, we have always had one. We just get like the Ikea, like nothing super fancy. I don't think ours is anything great, but they really have enjoyed it. And Genevieve actually asked for like updated stuff for it for her. I think it was her fifth birthday. Like it wasn't that long ago that she still really was was into it. So that was big. And then I'm going to steal one more of yours, which is the Nintendo Switch. So my kids also enjoy playing that a great deal. And there's there's some good like collaborative games that they can do all together. They like one called Overcooked, where you're like in a busy kitchen trying to keep this restaurant going. And then they'll do like different variations of Mario Kart. Cameron's gotten into Zelda, etc. And then I'll say the one computer game that they've been at for years. Well, and the girls have been at this one for years. Cameron is he'll delve into it occasionally, but he has other things that he likes more. But it's called Toka Boca World. And it's basically a very chill world building game where you're like building a house and characters and dressing them up. And it just looks like a digital dollhouse. And I don't understand exactly what the pull is because to me, I'm like, wouldn't that get old? Doesn't seem to get old. The only downside is there are like packs you purchase to upgrade all your stuff. And so they'll be coming at you. Oh, I need, can I buy this 99 something? <laughs> Whatever. But you know, it's not violent. It's really chill. There's not a lot of flashing lights. And for it to captivate a six-year-old and an almost 12-year-old is pretty impressive. Do they play that on iPads then? Is that Yeah, a, usually on an iPads. IPad game? And that's okay. been for years. Like, it's not like they just started this. It's been like a long time. Yeah. We wound up paying for the uh, Dr. Panda app because Henry loved it so much. And I know that other of my children have played with it, too. I think Ruth and Alex both played with Dr. Panda because there's all these different worlds you can do. Like there's a Dr. Panda veggie patch and there's a Dr. Panda restaurant of like a pizza restaurant and a sushi restaurant. And so you could make different things. And it's non word based right it's all pictures so a child who is preliterate can play it which you know sometimes it's harder for involved games to fit with younger kids so something that we've done during car trips for sure so yeah our one of our our early investments i guess on toys was the thomas the train train tracks and so Melissa and Doug makes a set of the the train tracks. You can buy those. And then the Thomas the Train, make sure you're looking for the wooden ones. I found the plastic ones are sort of set specific. And then they have a ton of the plastic ones. But we really like the wooden ones a lot better because they just lasted longer. But we got a little train table. And multiple children have built train track structures Some kids got more into the engineering than others, doing multiple layers of bridges and stuff. And then some kids were more into the collecting aspect, right? Because there are a ton of different Thomas trains. And so you might set up all eight that are mentioned in the song that brings it in. Or you might decide that you like the different colors. You're going to get Rosie or Billy or I think he's the yellow one or something. I don't know. But you can collect them and then people ask for them for birthdays and add to the set and so forth. That's the upside of the magnetiles, too, because you can get sort of a starter pack. Like you get a kid a starter pack for like a third or fourth birthday. And then various relatives could give you a set to add to it for the next several birthdays or Christmas. 
Henry got a construction magnetile set and he got a Arctic animals magnetile set for his birthday and Christmas this year. So he could add that to the set that he had. The upside of the wooden play kitchen, as we were talking about as well, is that then, again, you can also add to it over the years. Like this year, you get the Melissa and Doug spaghetti making set, or this year you get a toy mixer set, and and that can kind of add on to the play with that. I will do a shout out for giving some sort of dress up station. And now there's no need to buy like a kit. I mean, that's sort of like a little funny that people have like a dress up kit that you sell, but just make either a you know, like a big hamper, or we now have a little garment rack that you can put hangers on with the different outfits so you can see them and then pull them off and put on your dinosaur outfit or your capes or your princess dress or whatever it happens to be. And that can get a ton of play as you add onto that over the years. We actually used their electric cars So this is another one you might want to, you know, maybe if you have generous grandparents ask for, but we bought like a a tractor, an electric kid tractor. And they love that thing. Like they play from it from age, you know, about two or three is when they can start riding on with their older siblings, like a three or four year old can start learning how to drive it. But it's, you know, something that a kid can definitely play with from about age three to seven. And particularly if you have a play date, it's a really good thing to drag out if you have like a two seater. Nintendo Switch, and you can buy the like Nintendo Labo kits that add on to it. That's just if you don't mind the idea of your kids playing video games, you just don't want them surfing the entire universe of the web. Something like the play, the Nintendo Switch is great because it is limited to games for the most part. And I will just do a shout out for Lego sets and particularly Lego Friends, which Legos were sort of, I mean, Legos are for anyone. I loved them growing up, but they definitely had a slight more of a boy toy kind of vibe as you got older. Like it was definitely aimed at like the Star Wars type things, you know. And then now it's the Lego friends have been developed in such a way that I think it really reflects how a lot of little girls like to play. Like the characters are developed, like you can pause in the middle of building to have a scene set up instead of having to race through to the end. So we've really enjoyed doing those. But, you know, Legos last forever. Sam got the Lord of the Rings set for Christmas, and he has been building that. And he is 14, and it is awesome. So it's something that can last for a long time. I'll say Duplo, like for the younger kids, also have a fairly long lifespan. And if your kids are at the age where they're going to, like, stick something up their nose or something, then if your bigger kids are playing with Legos, you can have the little kid play with Duplo so they have their own thing. But I will say also, like, It's not like at age five, all of a sudden they hate their Duplos. Like they can continue to enjoy those past what you might think. Yeah. And especially if you have like a younger guest visiting, the older kids will probably really get into it again because they are fun. I mean, it's fun to build with and it's a little bit less complicated than the small ones. You can sort of quickly put a structure together and they they really enjoyed it. As we're transitioning into big kid world in my house, we've actually made a choice to sort of set up some big kid areas of the house. And so in the basement, there was a, the person who lived here before left their pool table, but it needed some work. So we actually went ahead and resurfaced it so that it is now really good for playing and bought a ping pong table, which is, again, it's, it's not cheap, but they're not over the top expensive. There's definitely ones you can get 
or buy used. There's probably somebody moving who wants to get rid of their ping pong table. But between the ping pong table, the pool table, and the dartboard we put down in the basement, it is now like tween and teen central. Like if you have friends over, it's something that they can go do. And yeah, they're going to wind up on the Xbox as well. And there's nothing wrong with the Xbox playing Fortnite, but it gives them sort of a screen-free options too. So moving into like baby stuff. So, you know, if somebody is thinking about what they're going to buy for their baby, Sarah, what did you like in terms of baby wraps, like baby carriers, baby wraps? Oh, I was with you. I was so super into Ergo. Like I, I think I might have used, no, I think I gave it away. So I, I think I had two different ones, but, and then they got the Ergo 360, but I know those, that's not like a traditional, like stretchy wrap. Those didn't work for me. My babies got really big, really fast. And I'm like, this is a heavy lump in this stretchy fabric. I can't <laughs> deal. But the Ergo works from like birth to over age one. And like on every single vacation we took, there's like a million pictures of me if there's like a baby under the age of one. And they're always like in the ergo, either asleep or like happily looking around. Like I never had a kid be upset in that thing. <laughs> like It was kind of magical. So love, love, love the ergo. And I would buy that for anybody having a baby that is interested in a, a caring option that's really, really versatile and works for a lot of people. Yeah, we definitely like the ergo. I had borrowed it when Ruth was a baby from a friend because we were making a, a Disney trip. And I had my two older boys in a double stroller, which was the Phil and Ted's double-decker stroller. So shout out here. If you think you will need a double stroller, if you are having two children, uh, if you plan to have two children, if you have you know a cousin who comes with you on a lot of things or whatever it is, the double-decker version is just so much more convenient to move around because a side-by-side double stroller is just so wide. You can wind up with like problems with doors sometimes or anywhere that is a narrow sidewalk or whatever. Whereas a double-decker stroller, I mean, granted, the smaller child's view is not that great because they're on the bottom, but maybe you can put a picture up or something or talk to them or, you know, they can still look out the side and they can see the world going by that way. But it was just so much more flexible for moving around places. But, you know, did that baby in the Ergo and, you know, you're transporting three children without taking up a huge footprint of space, which has a lot going for it. We actually bought the baby Catan for Henry and found it was good. He would sleep basically only in that, which has benefits and negatives. Benefits <laughs> and its downsides. <laughs> but the upside is we were passing it around like it was a uh, me, Michael, we had a, a different summer sitter then because our, our baby was, our normal nanny was out on maternity leave actually as well. But yeah, the Catan was passed around. Each of us would wear it. He would sleep on anybody in it, but that was the only thing he would sleep in. I would say that in terms of changing supplies, I, you can get this from anyone, but a portable changing pad that folds up and has a small wipes container on it. And then we actually, the one we used was from Baby Boom, and it had a little pacifier container on the side as well, so that you could throw an extra passy in there. And that's just, if you had a child who was into their pacifier, having an extra attached to it is really good. But the idea is it was small enough with just this small wipes container, small foldable portable changer. You could just throw it in your purse, right? You can put that and 
two diapers like in a Ziploc bag in your purse and then you don't actually need like a full on diaper bag maybe which I I never really liked carrying around diaper bags all that much so I, I had a backpack you had a backpack and it looked like a regular backpack actually we still use it sometimes cuz it's just a black backpack and it happened to have exactly what you're saying like a foldable we've long since gotten rid of that part of it but it had like just a cute matching foldable thing that went in the backpack and yeah i liked being hands-free i didn't want anything slung around my body i often would have the baby on the front and then the backpack could go in the back yeah yeah balance it out you know this is how you wind up with with back trouble later in life (laughs) carting around all these heavy babies all the time so on terms of, so we use the Avant bottles and we, we like those. And and then I just want to say like baby cups, like for kids, like once they start being able to use straws, weirdly enough, and we have kept using them now, we still have them. The freebie cups from Sesame Place and from Chuck E. Cheese, like both of them come with straws and lids and they can go in the dishwasher and they have lasted perfectly fine we have kept using those from you know when the kids are like two and stop using sippy cups through to like six when they can start using normal cups and not spilling all the time we have just used those sometimes we still even use them for older kids without the lids but it was no need to uh spend extra on that you just throw a party at chuck e cheese at some point and you wind up with like 10 of them and your dishware needs are solved for for the next six years apparently there you go. We went a little fancier, I guess. <laughs> what did you use? We used Zoli for these straw cups and we had them for many, many years. They're not, they lasted through like one kid each. So I'm not sure they fit this category because they have a silicone straw. You can technically replace the straw, but it's hard to do. And my kids would chew through it, but it would last a couple years and they were, they were good. And the nice thing is they didn't spill when the kid like threw it across the room. So that was nice. And then Pura was my favorite like baby water bottle because it had like a nice thing you could like, they would like to chew on it. I don't know. And it was metal. I I, like try to avoid plastic if possible, although the Zoli cups were plastic. So those were our favorites. We actually still have a couple of Pura that we converted into like they have different tops. So water bottles. So it's a pretty long lasting option. (laughs) Long lasting option. And then in terms of pumps, I'm going to do a shout out here for the Medela pump in style. So I bought this baby in 2007. And proceeded to use it through to 2021 (laughs) with slight gaps in there. I replaced all the like pump parts. Obviously, I rebought the tubes and rebought other things because they, you know, that's a long time to imagine things will, will last in a clean condition or anything. But it worked fine. And in fact, for Henry, I bought one of those hands free new pump options they had. I didn't like it. Maybe there are people it works for, like if you have a job where you really need your hands and can wear it for a long time because, you know, it's not necessarily going to be the quickest thing in the world. But for me, the Medela was just fine. Like it served the purpose it was supposed to serve. And I brought that thing everywhere for a long time. And now now I'm finally done with it. But yes, it's uh, it lasted. I think technology still has work to do in this arena. I mean, I didn't think any of them were that great. <laughs> none of them were as good as a baby. Like, none well, of, of course, them for of me course. anyway. Well, you say, of course. I mean, for some people, they're better than a baby and they well, have trouble okay. with the baby and they're great with the pump. For me, like, I kept upgrading or changing it to be like, this one's going to be awesome. And then like, yeah, they all kind of worked, but they all were kind of torture. So I had the pump in style, a hospital grade Medela, which I don't think was in retrospect much better than the pump in style. and was like a rental and very expensive. And then a Spectra. 
which I feel like was the pump du jour in like the late, what do you call the 2010s? The late 2010s. Uh, the late t- and <laughs> yes. now I feel like there's all these hands-free ones that people like. So actually, I do feel like I'm not qualified anymore to weigh in here. And I'm just hoping someone tell us that there's something awesome available now because I would just hope that that's coming down the pike. <laughs> and we had a we had a disagreement over the diaper genie. So this is another thing people often buy when they first have a kid. We just... It didn't seem to really contain the smell for us. And then it'd just be, you know, one more thing to think about. Like when you have a kid and you're there with the diaper, like having to twist it into there as opposed to just like throwing it in a trash can and then taking the trash out frequently. That tends to be what we wound up doing. I mean, you're a busy household. You're taking out the trash pretty much every day anyway. So it's not lingering in there all that long. So, you know, that was our experience. I love that thing. We, we, We kept it. We used it for all the kids. Uh, yeah, I felt like it did eliminate the smell. And and I guess in like kids rooms and stuff, I don't usually take out the trash every day. We take out like the kitchen trash every day, but it was able to contain things for usually several days in a row. I mean, I did hate when you got to the end and you're like, God damn it, like this is the worst diaper. And now like I have to, you know, empty it just when this baby is like crying and sitting on the thing, whatever. So it had its downsides, but we actually, we actually did get a lot of use out of our diaper genie. We did not have a snoo. Did you have a snoo? I bought the snoo for Henry because, you know, why not? It was the hip thing, right? Like, going to try it out. It was okay. I don't know. I mean, it was, there were occasional times when I think it maybe soothed him a little bit. But remember, this is the kid who only wanted to nap in the Catan. So it was just not going to be the equivalent of napping on a human being, no matter what you do. And So, I mean, it was fine, but I don't know if I would call it a miraculous sort of thing. So not a magical solution, not a magical solution. Well, good. It makes me feel better that I never tried it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead to clothes? Can we move on to clothes? I mean, just a real quick thing here. I mean, one of the first things you realize as a new parent is that your kid grows out of those newborn and zero to three month things like fast. (laughs) Probably, probably in less than three months, which is not a long time anyway. So, you know, you can wind up with a lot of zero to three clothes if you're thinking like, oh, that's the first size I should buy. And then, you know, you might not even wear some of it because it just, you know, your kids in pajamas all the time or who knows, just onesies if it's warm. But then so you can ask for bigger clothes for people you know, or just get a few hand-me-downs of the zero to three size and like something cute for a photo. But uh then you don't have to worry about it that much and pass them on when you're done as well. That's true. Secondhand for zero to three, especially if you want to get some like higher end things, often they're like unused because people do get so many as gifts that then they use 30% of them and the rest of them go on eBay or Poshmark or whatever. So that that is a great place to think about. I do feel like I have like fond attachments to some of my kids' newborn outfits and zero to three. Not that I have them physically, like I don't keep that stuff, but I like the pictures and like those are going to be the pictures you look at again and again and again during those very special like first month periods. And so I'm kind of glad that we did have a few really nice things, but I agree you do not need high volume whatsoever. So maybe just a couple of really cute, memorable outfits. And again, looking secondhand may be great for that age range. What brands have you found? Yeah, have you? Because I know you've used some for both of your girls. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The number of mini Bowdoin and tea collection items that have made it from Annabelle to Genevieve is actually a high, high percentage. Dresses, even leggings sometimes, sweatpants, jean shorts, like sweater, everything. So those tend to last more than the Target stuff that gets like stretched out and just doesn't seem to make it. Or maybe it's trendier. I don't I don't know what it is, but their stuff really does seem to last. I love Gap for like really durable basics like pajamas and swim and that kind of stuff. And I would say Land's End is like a very, if we need something utilitarian, like a fleece or a school uniform stuff, I feel like they have good stuff at really nice prices. And for shoes, Natives and Crocs, and then Nike Flex Runners. I don't know how many of those I've bought. They're actually not the most durable shoes, or I have very rough well, kids shoes, I mean, I think it's a that would be a high bar if you could like last and pass those down. I mean, kids wear them. They oh, get no. dirty. They those get, like, are not no, passed yeah. down. No, 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 no. I've just bought a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a brand. Yeah, we've done a lot of Nike Flex Runners, too. I mean, because they slip on and kids like not having to tie. I mean, I'm, I feel like tying may be like a skill that children don't even learn anymore. I mean, because I mean, we've done like Kizik shoes as well for some of the kids that you just slip them on. This may be throw them for a loop when they're finally like needing athletic shoes or <laughs> dress shoes like wait i have to tie this <laughs> how does that even work there'd be lots of uh bunny knots or something in adults i would say that just a couple of things that we have used a lot we have this one baby bagash snowsuit that's like an 18 month snowsuit and literally my older brother's kids wore it my kids all wore it it has just lasted this whole time. We also have this L.L. Bean full body fleece that is, again, it's about an 18 month size and the kids could wear it because it's, you know, it doesn't need to be a certain size necessarily. They wore it from about the time they were nine months to two years, more or less, if, if you get the 18 month size. But it's a full body fleece. And we called it the Snoogie. And Little children, obviously, you can't put blankets in the crib with them because it's a hazard. So they need warm stuff on them. And, you know, it's hard to make the house warm for comfortable for them and the adults sleeping or whatever. So, you know, you put them in pajamas and then put the snoogie over it when you are in the winter months and it helped them sleep better because they were nice and cozy. So big shout out to that. And again, it's one of those things that my older brother's kids wore. Like I have this distinct memory of my niece, who would have been 20 months old, coming to say goodbye to me when I got on the bus to go to the airport to go to Australia for several months for study abroad. She was in this fleece. And my brother joked about it being sort of elf gear because it's kind of got a pointed hat. And now my babies have all worn them. Like I had a baby wearing this in like 2021. So this thing went from the year 2000 to the year 2021 with not continuous use, obviously, but a lot of use during that time. So shout out to L.L. Bean for doing that. And uh, that's truly stuff that lasts. Shout out to the name Snoogie. Snoogie. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> my kids were all Snoogie Bear, too. I called them Snoogie Bears and they're in their Snoogies. So, Aww. you know, it's a... <laughs> I love it. Those are the nicknames wind up lasting, too, uh, which is a, a funny thing. And then so real quick, just a shout out for some food items. Obviously, food doesn't last, but things we've wind up using a lot of. If you happen to have highly selective eaters, I'll just do a shout out here that Kirkland makes a brand of pouch, this Costco's brand, pouch applesauce that has 
veggies in it, like spinach puree, carrot puree. If there's no other way you're getting veggies into the kid, that's one way to do it. And Stonyfield yogurt also has a brand in pouches that has a beet berry flavor, which is fine for kids who like berry flavored yogurt. And they also have a peach mango spinach one where spinach puree is, again, it's like the second or third ingredient. So there is some in there if you're not getting it into them any other way. I have way, bought both of those so many times. Yeah. You're right. Those are classics. That is the way to do it. Sarah, you have some lunch stuff that you guys yes, use. And they've been mentioned on the podcast before. And then I always get a million emails because like they're like, wait, what? But we've had so we'll our, metal, <laughs> our metal <laughs> lunch boxes for... So say least... it again. Sorry, I interrupted oh, you. I haven't so... said it yet. <laughs> okay. All right. It's coming. Okay. okay. They're called lunch bots. B-O-T-S-T as in tree. So not lunch box. Lunch bots. You can get them on Amazon. I think they have their own website as well. And they're metal lunch containers. And I think we got them when Annabelle was like in preschool and we still have them, like many of them. And just year after year, they just go in the dishwasher. They don't rust. They don't stain. They don't collect food. They just last and last. The only problem with them now is that my kids are eating more than they fit. <laughs> and so we still use them. We just pack additional items. So lunch bots with all kinds of snacks in it, plus a sandwich instead of like that being the main lunch. But they're just, they're great. And we use neoprene lunch socks. I've talked about that before because I like my lunch pouches to be able to go in the laundry, washer and dryer because my kids are very messy and this helps. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has kind of been an all love of the week episode. So I guess we don't have a separate love of the week. Do we have a question? thought we did, but I don't see it here. So I oh, think well. we can just call it because we're at 40 minutes and your commute <laughs> is probably over time. by now. You want to check off this episode and move on with your day. <laughs> you move on with your day. Exactly. You're at work now. You've made your 40 minute commute. You're done. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've been talking lots of our favorite kid products and things that have lasted over the years. You know, if you have a specific question about any of these or if you have a recommendation of something that has lasted for you, feel free to email me. It's laura at lauravandercam.com. I would love to hear about it or you can post on either of our blogs. I'm lauravandercam.com. Sarah is the shoebox. So T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. We would love to hear your recommendations because probably there's some other helpful product out there that we didn't make it through even with eight children between us. So we'd love to learn about that. In the meantime, we will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.